name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus says in the gospel for this day, a little while, and you will see me no longer. And again, a little while, and you will see me. Oh, Redeem, you're familiar with the little whiles in life, aren't you? You go on vacation for a little while, you've been at school for a little while, maybe you've been married or a parent for a little while. Maybe you've been at a a job or in a new home for a little while. However, the older you get, you start to realize that these little whiles have, they're a little fuller. Includes the the little while of of raising a family, but now those children are off at at college or in work, and maybe they're on their own, raising their own families. Includes the little whiles of God's gift of marriage that now numbers 40, 50, 60 years. Life is full of these little whiles, aren't they? And yet what does Jesus mean when he says, a little while and you will see me no longer, and again a little while and you will see me? Well, The disciples are confused by this. They say to one another, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he is talking about. To this, Jesus responds, truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. You will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. Jesus spoke of this little while on Monday, Thursday, the night in which he was betrayed. And soon there would be the little while. The little while in the garden of standing before Caiaphas and the council and Pilate to be sentenced to death. Of being suspended on the cross by nail-pierced hands and feet. And to Jesus' little while, there would be weeping. There would be sorrow. There would be lament. And then another little while, specifically on the third day, the disciples would see Jesus again, risen from the dead. Jesus' stay in the tomb would be only a little while. And through a locked door, Jesus would come among his disciples who are sorrowful, hiding in fear. And showing them his hands and his side, Jesus speaks words of peace, words of forgiveness for all of their sins, the sins of unbelief, sins of doubt, sins of fear. And as a result, well, their sorrow would turn to joy. Jesus wouldn't always appear visibly to his disciples. Forty days after his resurrection, Jesus would ascend to the Father, parting from their sight. Jesus promised to be with his disciples forever, but it it wouldn't be a visible presence. And yet all of this was to their advantage, that he go away so that the Holy Spirit would come and guide them into all truth begins at Pentecost. 
And so our text includes this little while where the Holy Spirit bears witness to Jesus, bestowing upon us his gifts of forgiveness of sins. Our text includes these last days, these little whiles, until our Lord comes again. It's the entire length of our earthly life until God calls us from this veil of tears. And to these little whiles, Jesus says, the world will rejoice and you will be sorrowful. But your sorrow will turn into joy. Well, Redeem, you look around the world today, and it certainly appears as if they're rejoicing, doesn't it? The world finds great joy indulging in the sins of the flesh. Consider why it's that lifelong cherished beliefs of what it means to be a man or a woman or what is marriage or what is a family and the, the importance of the sanctity of life, all these things are being rejected by the world. And those who hold to such beliefs, well, what are they called? Bigoted, unloving. And as we've seen over the years, the world will do whatever it can to silence the truth. As Jesus' opponents rejoiced over silencing him through his crucifixion, so the world rejoices when they appear to silence his word today. The world will rejoice, and you, Christian, will be sorrowful. Fellow redeemed, throughout our time in this world, there will be the little wiles of sorrow. Sorrows brought upon us by a world that hates God's word and those who trust in it. There are the little wiles of sorrow brought upon us by lingering physical pain. and The sorrows of the death of a spouse or a loved one. There are the little wiles of sorrow brought upon us by financial strain or familial strain. And no matter who you are, whether you're married or single, whether you're young or old, we all experience these little wiles, don't we? And we will continue to do so until God calls us to himself. And while we certainly weep and lament over the effects of sins in the world we see around us, we must first and foremost weep and lament over our sin. This isn't because our sin has hurt us or brought us some misfortune. It's because our sin is a rejection of God, the God of life. Our sins offend God. Consider what we confess this day and every Lord's day. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done, by what we have left undone. We're truly deserving of God's just punishment. Punishment of eternal death. So we weep. We lament over our sin and its wages of death. Truly, truly, I say to you, you will weep and lament, but the world will rejoice. And yet, Jesus 
doesn't leave us to despair. He goes on to say, you will have sorrow, you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn to joy. He uses the example of a woman giving birth. When a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. And when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. So also you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. And your hearts will rejoice. And no one will take your joy from you. Like a woman in the midst of the pains of childbirth, the little while of sorrow and pain will give way to joy. A joy without end. A joy that is eternal. Amid all the hollow promises of the world, Jesus issues a promise that's eternal. Your hearts will rejoice, and no one will take your joy from you. Amid all the little wiles of this passing world, Jesus gives us this eternal while. He who said in our text today, I am going to the Father, was first sent by the Father, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of a virgin who endured the pains of childbirth. And for the little while of 33 years, Jesus bore your sins. He took your illnesses. He bore your diseases. And he kept the law perfectly on your behalf. By his sacrificial death on the cross, Jesus destroyed sin and death and the devil for you. And raised from the grave, Jesus reveals that everything is in fact finished. Sin is paid for. Death is undone. Hell is overthrown. The empty tomb shouts amen. Yes, this is most certainly true to Jesus' victory over the evils of this present age. Fellow redeemed, do you see how unending your joy will be? You'll remember none of the pains of this little while. For great is the joy to come. As Jesus said of a woman giving birth, when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish. For joy that a human being has been born into the world. While we can't always see it with our eyes, it doesn't mean that our joy hasn't already begun. Joy doesn't depend upon what you see and how you feel. It all depends upon what God says to you in the gospel. And with it, he gives you an eternal glimpse, a glimpse of eternity, Christ Jesus. And this is a blessed and joy-filled reality that is as true and solid as Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. Look what God does for you. He binds himself to you in the waters of holy baptism, where he put on you the robe of righteousness, where he calls you a child of God, 
He puts his own body and blood into your mouth, providing you with forgiveness of sins, providing you with the medicine of immortality that strengthens and preserves your body and soul throughout this life. This is how Jesus appears to you and gives you the joy that isn't just for a little while, but a joy that will never end. Fellow redeemed, all of this is reason to live in this present little while. To live as people who have been set free through the blood of Christ. To shout for joy to God. To sing the glory of His name. To give Him glorious praise. Your sorrow is but a little while. It, give, it will give way to eternal joy. Which no one will be able to take away from you. You have Jesus' promise. And it's a promise that's sealed by his holy and precious blood. God be praised. Amen. Peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.